This is Millennial Market Talk, and I'm Mark Jones, your Millennial Mortgage Expert. And on today's daily update, we're going to find out why housing supply is so low. Maybe throw a little Russell Brand in there. Stay right there. We'll be right back. <laughs> you were talking about money, Mark. Separate yourself <laughs> widely from the pack moving forward. That's something that you would be willing to, to have a discussion about. Because they didn't get it. They, they were probably like, hey, didn't right. get it. Yeah. To follow up to generate more leads. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It's Mark Jones, branch manager of Directions Home Loan at Lock and Terra, host of Key Factors Podcast and co-founder of ReviewMyMortgage.com, the largest index of mortgage programs nationally. And this is your daily millennial mortgage update. So let's dive straight into our interest rates and get this thing going. I don't want to waste any time here because we've got a pretty good article for you guys today. Um, so as we always begin, I have to read a quick disclaimer. These mortgage rates are estimated by a third party using industry averages for owner-occupied properties and do not include refinance options. Rate may vary based on availability and lender approval. So as we jump into our daily interest rate, these are back from February 4th. Um, we're going to use a price tag of 300000 with 5% down in Texas, and I am leaving the credit score at 660 to 679, which is the average credit score for um, Texas. Uh, and our average rate on a 30-year is 4.58%. Now, as I move this, let's say above 800 credit score, it will drop your 30-year average to 4.01%. Um as we mentioned, it is super important that you guys pay attention to your credit. Um, get with us at LockAndTerraLoans.com in order to find out where you stand. Let's dive straight into our article of the day, um, which is entitled, Buyers Want to Know, Why is Housing Supply So Low? By Paul Garrison with JP and Associate Realtors. And it looks like it was recently published. One question that's top of mind for home buyers this year is why is it so hard to find a house to buy? The truth is we're in an ultimate seller's market. So real estate is ultra competitive for buyers right now. The number of buyers searching for homes greatly outweighs how many homes are available for sale. While low inventory in housing market isn't new, it's a challenge that continues to grow over time. Here's a look at two reasons why today's housing supply is low and what it means for you. Number one, the new construction fell behind for several years. The graph below shows new home construction for single family homes over the past five decades, including long-term average for housing units completed. Builders exceeded the average during the housing bubble, shown in red, and we'll go over that. Um, the result was an oversupply of homes on the market. So home values declined. That was one of the factors that led to the housing crash of 2008. And I have to mention, guys, uh, before I continue with this, that the housing crisis and the surplus of homes was 100% caused by the amount of fraud and the ease of access to money when it came to um, qualifying for a mortgage. There were folks that had five and six properties um, and using all kinds of uh, stated assets, stated income programs that we do not offer to this day. Um, I believe that uh, if you want to use that as a reason regarding uh, foreclosures, I, I don't think it's as valid as you may think. Um, for the past 10 years, and I am a testament to this, it has been pretty difficult for lenders to qualify our buyers. 
If you're a realtor out there or a mortgage lender or even a buyer that's gone through the mortgage process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so that, that was uh, something, again, that was caused by fraud within our market on a small and a grand scale. So as I continue, since then, the level of home construction has fallen off. For the last 13 straight years, builders haven't been able to construct enough homes to meet the historical average. Uh, that underbuilding left us in a multi-year inventory deficit going into the pandemic. Um, and as mentioned, I was going to go over this graph and all it is showing here is that from the year of 2002 all the way to 2006, which was a four year of uh, construction, record setting numbers in units. They were going through the roof in regards to building. And again, the reason for that was it was super easy for anyone to get a mortgage. Um, you can reference the movie, The Big Short. It's pretty um, dead on when it comes to the articulation and um, presentation of what happened in 2008 and 2009. Um, the graph also shows here that in 2006 all the way to 2020, there was a gradual um, increase in home construction, but unfortunately it was still below the average standard of what the demand was. Um, anywho, we'll get into that shortly, but as I move on, number two, the pandemic's impact on the housing market. Then when the pandemic hit, it fueled a renewed appreciation and focus on the meaning of home. Having a safe space to live, work, school, and exercise became even more important for Americans throughout the country. So as mortgage rates dropped to, a, to at or below 3%, buyers eagerly entered the market looking to capitalize on those low rates to secure a home that would fulfill their changing needs. At the same time, sellers hesitated to put their houses on the market as concerns about the pandemic mounted. The result, the number of homes available for sale dropped even further. So I think that this... Um, I don't know if it's a realtor or someone working, but essentially Paul, uh, I think they did a great job of at least giving two reasons that make total sense as to why the um, lack of inventory, why the lack of supply in um, America for home purchases. So guys, um, that being said, I believe that there absolutely correct in regards to the two reasons um, that added to this, but I believe that there is something that is missing from this equation. And we recently went to a uh, housing forecast here in San Antonio to where they had mentioned that investor purchases were not on the rise as greatly as we thought they would have been. I continue to hear um, homes being purchased or outbid um, by investors. So there is another theory that I actually have. Um, I wanna play a quick, quick video for you guys and giving credit to uh, our man, uh, Russell Brand. And he, in my opinion, has been doing a great job of doing research, uh, bringing information um, in addition to his opinion from a broader scale and uh, here's one for you guys. And many of us have been thinking, surely all these measures that were taken during the pandemic, the deferment of payments, the support of massive business interests is going to down the line have some kind of 
economic impact on us. Whenever there's a crisis, there's a concomitant opportunism from venture capitalism. That's not a mad thing to assert. That's how they operate. If there's a crisis, there is an opportunity in that crisis. Following the infamous Black Thursday on March 12, 2020, people might assume US mega banks are carrying mountains of US dollars. Be that as it may, what's really going down is the Federal Reserve and the American banking cartel currently sits on top of massive heaps of mortgages, land titles, and an itch for single-family homes. Of course, it's not that long ago since there was an enormous financial crisis where the government stepped in to ensure that Wall Street and many banks and great big insurance companies remained in business when by virtue of their own rules, you know, the pursuit of profit, the, you know, survival of the fittest, all those ideas, they would have gone down. So, I suppose when something like this emerges, a story like this, we have to pay attention because this is something that could create global shockwaves. Something... Pay attention right here, guys. ...is up in the land of US real estate as data and a number of opinion editorials show that the Federal Reserve and US megabanks are seemingly manipulating the market. This story is one of those complicated things about world finance full of phrases like NASDAQ and Amtrak and click-clack and things that make you go, I'm not listening to this, it's too boring. But actually what's really happening is a global conspiracy is taking place and you can see the individual jigsaw pieces. So stay focused and pay attention because they want you dumb and not understanding what NASDAQs are. Okay, listen up right here. Which I don't. Mainstream media has been reporting on the real estate market going haywire with demand, but experts on social media are digging further. Some have been speculating that the real estate bubble in 2020 and into 2021 is the start of the global elite's Great Reset agenda. Now you're interested. While many think that the Great Reset is merely a conspiracy theory, the US property market indicates the likeliness of a possible future where... You will own nothing and you'll be happy. It's not really a conspiracy theory, is it? There's a video with them like sort of saying it and stuff, isn't it? Like they've got a lot of trouble to make it look all nice. Hey, that was a conspiracy theory. What's this video? BlackRock is buying every single family house they can find and paying 20 to 50% above asking price and outbidding normal home buyers. Why are corporations, pension funds and property investment groups buying entire neighborhoods out from under the middle class? This is crazy. I mean, Russell Brand, the actor, is giving advice and showing information that we don't typically even think about. Um, we look at property values continuing to rise. We look at the lack of lack of inventory in regards to the uh, construction side of things, but it's starting to pick up. Um, and you also look at the impact of the pandemic on our housing market and the way things have slowed down, the way that... Um, Home buyers are now seeing the way of life in a different uh, scope. Uh, they're living, working, going to school, exercising, all within the confines of their home. So they are definitely eager and ready to move into their desired property that they feel maybe that they are going to live there a little bit longer than what our normal um, time in a house would be, um, which I am going to leave a link in the descriptions uh, to the video that we watched today, also to the article. Um, but I'm looking forward to carrying on this conversation about um, the other force that's out there in regards to who is competing with our buyers and why there's such a shortage in properties. So join me tomorrow for your daily millennial mortgage update when we go over investors buying almost one fifth of all houses. 
And uh, that being said, guys, this was your daily millennial mortgage update. I'm Mark Jones, your millennial mortgage expert, and you guys make today count. <laughs> you were talking about money, Mark. Separate yourself <laughs> widely from the pack moving forward. That's something that you would be willing to, to have a discussion about. Because they didn't get it. They, they were probably like, hey, didn't right. get it. Yeah. To follow up with your clients, to generate more leads. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?